The first reading is taken from the second chapter of 2 Timothy, beginning at verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with the eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarrelling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Here endeth the first reading. The Holy Gospel is written in the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 11th verse. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to be preaching on the Luke reading today. Um, I'll just pray to start. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for bringing us together to worship you. And I pray that you would be with us and help us to understand more of you and be challenged um, by you today. Amen. I was waiting um, for a young person outside the magistrate's court the other day, and as I waited for the young person to arrive, I looked around at the other people who were hanging around there. I had this passage at the back of my mind, and I was thinking about the ten lepers who had been outcasts from their society. As I looked around at the people near me, I noticed this one guy, and he was wearing a hoodie and tracksuit bottoms. He looked really angry with the world, um, and he also looked anxious. He was smoking, and between each breath, he was spitting on the ground. And he didn't really look like anyone that I'd want to cross in the daytime, let alone at night. And as he finished his last roll-up, he approached another guy who was standing there and asked him for a cigarette. And the other guy muttered something and then moved away as quickly as he could. The guy in the hoodie who I was watching was looked down on. He was an outcast. People were avoiding him. And they didn't want to speak to him. 
I was waiting for nearly half an hour, observing people coming and going. And these people that I saw weren't people that you would normally come across in our day-to-day lives. You might even purposefully avoid them. So as I stood there and waited, I had to wonder, where is God in all of this? And as we unpack this passage today, I hope that we'll be able to see more of where God was. Near the start of Luke's gospel in Luke 4, um, we're informed that the good news is for the poor. In verse 18 and 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And one of the key themes that we can see throughout Luke's gospel is how he shows Jesus to be crossing scandalous boundaries in order to take the good news to those people who are despised people and people who are outcasts from society. And this passage that we see today is no different in following this theme. In this passage, the ten lepers are people who have been ostracized from their local community. Why? Because of their incurable, unclean disease, they have become despised outcasts. They're forced to live away from people. They're not allowed to work. They're having to call out unclean if anyone comes near them as a warning to them. In this passage in verse 13, the lepers shout out to Jesus. But the lepers don't shout out unclean. They shout out, have pity on us. Or in the ESV version, have mercy on us. They must have heard of Jesus' healing power. And Jesus tells them to go to the priest. It was the priests who declared lepers to be clean and healed. But the healing wasn't immediate here. The lepers, still unclean, turned in faith to go and see the priest. It was only when they had turned and walked back that they were healed. The interesting point of this passage is that the focus isn't on the healing itself, but on the response of the lepers. Only one of the lepers comes back, and it's the least likely man, the Samaritan. This man thanks Jesus for his healing. He doesn't just thank him with a handshake. He is in awe with thankfulness at Jesus' mercy. And he throws himself at the feet of Jesus. He is that thankful. He once was an outsider, ostracized by society, unable to have contact with people. And now this man is overwhelmed with joy that he's been physically healed, but also socially restored. And Jesus takes this restoration one step further. He gives this man, a Samaritan, the outsider, a new spiritual life. In verse 19, Jesus says, get up. And this translation links to a word that is similar to um, the word for resurrection, suggesting that the faith and thankfulness of the Samaritan has brought him a new resurrected spiritual life. The good news of Jesus 
has come to this outsider, an outcast leper, and also a despised Samaritan. Here we see Jesus crosses several scandalous boundaries and the man is restored in at least three ways. We can see that the man is restored physically, socially and spiritually. Jesus provides physical healing for the unclean leper. A scandalous boundary crossing because people thought that the leper disease was a curse from God. And Jesus shows that it's not and heals him with this disease, from this disease. Jesus restores the man socially. Now he is clean. He can become a member of society again. He can see friends and family, work for money, and worship God in the temple with others. He can be a restored member of the local community rather than hanging on the edge of the village, as we see here. This day, Jesus also gives the man a new spiritual life. In verse 19, we see he has a restored relationship with God. His faith, as Jesus says, has made him well. This is outrageous to people at this time, that the good news of Jesus could cross from the boundary from being for Jews to Gentiles, and even to despise Samaritans. Jesus is turning the world upside down as he reveals that the kingdom of God is not just for Jews. Jesus came to break down the boundaries of the world and to show that in the kingdom there are no boundaries. The good news is for all. As we see from this passage, Jesus is in the business of crossing boundaries in order to restore lives, not just spiritually, but also socially and physically. And this is what we are called to do as we follow him and seek to work with him in building his kingdom. In Cutslow, our vision is to see God um, and to work with God to draw in his kingdom Um, as we seek to see the social, emotional, physical and spiritual transformation of the people there. How do we do this? Well, in many ways, but just this week, um, I sat down with two girls. They'd been fighting between themselves and um, the friendship group that they belonged to. And I gave them an opportunity to share how they were feeling. And together we came up with an arrangement that brought healing to both of them. And this shows just a glimpse of how Jesus is at work in Cutslow, bringing social restoration. We see steps towards spiritual transformation each week at JAM, one of our youth groups, where the young people come and ask questions and hear talks about Jesus. The fact that they continue to engage in this, to ask questions and to think things through, shows that the Holy Spirit is at work. And I trust slowly bringing about spiritual transformation to those young people. So we can see from our work in Cutslow and from our passage today that Jesus crosses scandalous boundaries to invite everyone into his kingdom. We were all once outsiders. Jesus crossed a boundary coming from heaven to earth 
so that we could be forgiven and have the opportunity to enter his kingdom. So let us remember, especially today at Harvest, that we have so much to be thankful for. Thankful for God's amazing grace and mercy in offering us forgiveness, as well as being thankful for the many daily things that he gives us. And we should be as thankful as this leper was. As followers of Jesus, we are called to follow him in all of his ways. And this includes following him in crossing scandalous boundaries. Thinking back to when I was outside the court this week, and I asked the question, where is God in all of this? I realised that if Jesus was here today, he would have been right there with me, talking with these people who were outside and who were outcasts in society. I'm not saying that we should all go and hang around outside court, but I do think that we should look to follow Jesus in crossing boundaries. For us today, this might mean crossing a social boundary and becoming friends with someone who's an outsider, maybe similar to the guy who has watching outside the court. Or maybe it might mean talking to that odd neighbour in your street or someone at work. Or maybe you could campaign to support an organisation who supports people who are outsiders. So I think the challenge is this. Seek out what boundaries God is leading you to cross so that more people can be invited into his kingdom. So as we leave this morning, let us be thankful for God's grace and mercy. Thankful that we are no longer outsiders. And let's be followers of Jesus who follow him in crossing scandalous boundaries to bring the kingdom to those who are outsiders. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that we are kingdom citizens. And Lord, I pray that you would give us a heart um, as Jesus has for outsiders and lead us to cross boundaries that you might want us to. And pray, Lord, that as we do that, you would go before us and go with us and strengthen us as we all seek to follow you. Amen.